Okay. So I think, I think it's working now. All right. Uh, does that work? I think everyone should hear me. All right. Jared Kano says, Jared Crano says, there we go. Sorry about that. Let's start over. I apologize. What's going on, everybody? It is 3 p.m. Let's pretend it's 3 p.m. It's 3 p.m. here in Chicago, not Chicago, in Guttenberg, Iowa. I'm just so used to saying in Chicago. We're in Guttenberg, Iowa, June 13th. Like I was, you know what I was saying when you guys couldn't hear me? I was saying it's Saturday, June 13th, but it feels like every month has had a Friday the 13th this year. And I mean, look at that. So I think I figured out why I had the technical issue this time. And it happened similarly once last week where I was trying to get it to work and I had technical issues. And that's when we had the conversation about power cycling stuff, turn it on, turn it back off, turn it off, turn it back on, and then blowing on the cartridge and putting it back in the Nintendo. Uh, I think it's because whenever I use that radio call-in app, it messes up settings in my YouTube uh, streaming. So like, I have to like kind of reset everything up. And then I don't, I forget what I did. I think I just messed something else up where I messed up the audio, but I'm here now. Good to see everybody. Ah, we made it. Uh, it's definitely a day where I need coffee. I'm drinking coffee today. I'm just about out, just finished it here. Um, today we ran out of coffee in this house, which has been a problem because we've been trying to kind of stay quarantined here because we went from Chicago to Iowa. We didn't want to be like super spreaders over here or in the event that there was like a surge in cases here, we would want everyone thinking like, hey, it's the new guys. So we've been kind of keeping to ourselves here for two weeks. We had enough of everything except for dog food and coffee. So uh, I did, uh, I've been sending stuff to my sister-in-law's house. And uh, today we went to go pick up, it's been two weeks since we've been here, but we went to go pick up and we did it without seeing them. They left the stuff in their garage. We just went in there and, and picked it up. Uh, we got, uh, packages which had dog food in it and uh, then we stopped by my mother-in-law's house which is just down the street um, and we saw them at a distance um, but we got they gave us an extra like canister of coffee so whew, we have coffee we maintain social distance and we have dog food and we still have all the other stuff that we need so but we're doing okay how's everyone else doing here today I saw Jared Crano saying I think you were saying earlier that you did a double today was that you um, and then so some conversation about pizza earlier i caught that any i mean i'm kind of like i'm like a i guess i think i'm like um a pizza version of beetlejuice if you say pizza three times i'll i'll appear <laughs> or i'll be there in the comments uh, <laughs> yeah mark rainey instead of saying yo what's going on he just said yo pizza that i mean that works that works for me it, it, it definitely works um all right uh Roadrunner Reviews is here. Austin Allison, Carlos, Sejas, Bert Leges, Christopher, Colangelo, Colangelo, Dokutagarin. Good to see everyone here. Awesome. Um, all right. Someone asked a question earlier. I saw that earlier and I lost it somewhere up at the top. But what's my height and weight? Uh, my height is 5'10". I don't know what that is in, in meters. And well, I think I'm like in between 5'10", 5'11". I probably shrunk at this point. I'm 40, so uh, I'm probably closer to 5'10 than I am 5'11 these days, or I think it used to be the other way around. Um, and my weight is about, I haven't weighed myself. There's no scale. There, this house, there's like a mirror around every corner, which is weird because in our house at home in Chicago, we have, seem to have like no mirrors for whatever reason. Um, so it's really just like, it startles me every time I like look around and there's like a my, myself. So there's mirrors everywhere, but there's no scale. So I have no idea how much I weigh, 
but normally I weigh about 143. Um, not 140, not 145. I usually say 143, but, you know, it fluctuates. So about somewhere in there. Um, Martha says, get your in-laws an espresso pixie. I might. I mean, um, so, like, they uh, are, I mean, I love them. They just drink coffee all day long. There's always a fresh pot of coffee on, even into like deep into the afternoon. And um, they love drinking coffee. And I got big into K-Cups. And so then they got big into K-Cups too. And so they have that. But they also still just make pots of coffee as well. And um, I think I could probably, I think I could just get them one and like set it up in their house. I think that could work. But we brought our AeroPress for here. So every cup of coffee I've drank since I've been in Iowa has been an AeroPress cup of coffee. I feel better about because it's better for the environment. Although I think ours is starting to go. I'm about a thousand cups. I'm more than a thousand cups in because I've bought two sets of refills on filters. So however many that is. Um, and I just, I'm not getting a good cup from it anymore. I don't know what it is. All right. Okay. What else we got in here? Christopher says coffee crisis averted. <laughs> yes, it was close. Cause like this morning I had one less cup of coffee than I wanted because I was like, nope, there's only enough coffee grinds in there for one more cup. And my wife hasn't had one yet. So I can't do that. So I had only one cup of coffee this morning. And I don't know if you know, what, I'm wearing a hoodie right now. It's chilly here in Iowa. It was in the fifties when I went for my run today and I ran, uh, what I run like 11 miles. And I was hardly even sweating by the time it came back. It was just low humidity, chilly. Um, and then like when it's cold, cold air comes out from the bluffs in the forest. So it's just like really, it was, I was actually pretty cold today. Um, so like today was perfect coffee drinking weather. And I was like, we got, we got to go get some coffee. I was like, let's, let's go to your mom's house and get some coffee. Um, which I think, I think that's a pretty common thing that people do around here. Um, because like in, at least... In this area, there I don't think that there's a couple there's coffee shops, but I don't think there's like Starbucks. There's a Dunkin' Donuts that's very popular in Dubuque. I don't know where the nearest one is from here. Dubuque is like 50 miles from here, maybe 40. Um, but uh, you know, here it's, it's very common to go to your mom's house to get coffee. So I feel like you know I'm embracing local culture. I feel great about it. Um, but Christopher goes on to say he is almost to 100 on a Nova Blast. Looking forward to your review soon. I just got to 100 miles on my Nova Blast, and I'm going to be working with Edbud again to do another 100-mile collab video this time. I'm a little bit ahead of it than he is, um, so it's going to take a little bit of time just to because whenever you collab with someone else, it takes longer because you have to work together. This time, we're going to try to really more tightly ingrain our videos instead of having like two videos that are just spliced together. We're going to really work on a little bit of more of a back and forth, like a conversation about the shoes, try to figure out ways to make it more like collaborative. And so um, that we're still working on a little bit. And how do we make two videos about the same thing on two different channels? That's another thing I want to make sure. So it's not just here's mine and here's his, same stuff, just different channels. I want to have different points of view or different like uh, approaches for each one. So like that, that's coming, but soon. But I definitely got mine to 100 miles and it happened fast. I mean, I don't hear everything I think is going to happen fast in terms of um, racking up miles, which I am very much looking forward to. Um, Jared Cranel said he did the double and someone else did the double. He did 16 mile long run with a three mile warm up and 13 moderate. Awesome. Oh no, it wasn't Jared Cranel. Someone else did, but he did a 16 mile long run. That's a pretty good day. Nice. Um, Martha said, I said pizza once and then the deluge followed. Yeah. We had pizza for dinner yesterday. 
normally when I make pizza, I will take the dough and I don't know how much dough it is, but it's three cups of flour is how much I make for the pizza dough. And I'll make two relatively thin pizzas out of it. Yesterday I made one thicker pan like style pizza and it was pretty good. I put olive oil in the pan and it was in like a rimmed baking, baking sheet. That worked out pretty good. And we had a picnic outside, all the girls and I. So it was nice. It was really nice. I'm thinking about, you know, having a two, like a pizza streak two days in a row. <laughs> Just because it's delicious. It's delicious. Um, Motivation Theory Running says, what up, man? Love the mileage you're putting down now. Yeah, I mean, I feel good. I feel very, like, uh, liberated isn't the right word because that has a different connotation these days. But I feel very free here and I feel very um it feels very open and um that doesn't have the right connotation either but it just feels very relieving and then I can just run and run and um I've been really enjoying putting in the miles um Roadrunner Review says 1,000 cup review yes you know I've already done a 1,000 cup review that's why I think it's more than a thousand cups I think I've done maybe a 500 cup review. I did a review. I've done two reviews on the Aero Press. They're very old. It's like four year old videos, but I have a 1000 cup review on it. And what's funny about that review, um, because I've just like, I mean, I've been really liking like the very, very long term reviews. My favorite tech, the reason I got into those is because my favorite tech reviews are like the ones about the phones. Like, like is the iPhone X still a good phone in 2020? Like those kinds of videos. I love those. I don't know why I just do. And so like I did that with shoes and then I started doing it with really like mundane things like a cop, like a $20, how, how much does a coffee press, AeroPress cost? Like 20 or 30 bucks, like a $30, basically plastic tube with a plunger in it. And um, it's really funny to see like how mad people get about how durable or not durable, depending on what they think, like they think a longevity of an AeroPress should be is. Uh, but Mars has lasted a long time. I've, think it might be time for a new one because we've done a lot of cups in ours. And now my wife is drinking all her cop coffee out of the AeroPress as well, which normally she doesn't. Um, normally she does the reusable like pod thing that you could put in the K-cup, the Keurig machine. Um, so she normally does that. I absolutely detest. That's like one of my least favorite ways to have coffee. I would almost rather, uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty even of would I rather not have coffee than coffee in like a reusable K-cup pod. Um, but anyway, long co coffee conversation for today. Um, yeah, let's see. Uh, CJ Crew says live stream collab shoe review. Yeah. I mean, I'm when we're, he's talking about like when we're talking about Ed Bud and I doing a, a, a 100 mile review together. I mean, I've thought about that and maybe that's the way to go of maybe doing it like a live stream, but I think what we'll do is make it that style where we were like kind of talking to each other or like tossing it back and forth to each other is kind of what my what like loosely what I'm thinking so far um but without like the glitches of or the potential glitches of internet being slow like it can be here or, and like then my computer or my internet trying to like not only stream internet but also receive streaming internet and do both those things at the same time while I'm also fighting with the girls upstairs where my wife works and the kids are like streaming to like Apple TV that they turn on and then don't watch because then they're watching iPad like there's just a lot that happens so I'm thinking maybe like just give it that kind of feel I want to have that like give and take but I want to make it like a more seamless like 
consumption experience. That's that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, Georgia Misty says, do you know hella good? He ran 245 miles this week. I don't know hella good. I'm familiar with hella good. That guy has the best energy. I don't, I don't know how he does it. Um, I love that guy's energy. Um, but, um, he ran 245 miles this week. I didn't know he ran that much. I knew he ran a lot. I know he had like some crazy run streak, but, uh, I don't know if it's still going, but I, that's incredible. Dan Calligan asks, um, how do you determine what route you run each day? Uh, mainly it's distance. In Chicago, uh, with kind of everything going on, it was time. Like, how much time do I have? Uh, here, it's how far do I feel like running, which is a much better way to think of it because just I'm not as much in a hurry to get back home. I don't have the morning live stream anymore, which was like the bigger thing that was kind of making me have to come home at a certain time. Um, so I have a little bit, a lot more flexibility on a couple of different levels here. And so there's, uh, basically like four routes that I really like, maybe five routes that I really like here. Um, and then what it'll, so one is about nine and change. Uh, another one is about 15 miles. Another one is about 14 miles. And another one is about a little short of than 12 miles. So it gives me some options. And then if I wanted to run shorter, I could just run like an out and back um, to make it shorter. But those give me really nice loops so I'm not repeating any terrain, uh, which is really nice. Um, and the way that I'll pick it is by how kind of like tired I am or what kind of run I want to do. If I want to do something faster and stay more off the dirt roads, I'll pick one direction to go. Um, if, uh, I feel like I'd rather have one just like big uphill and get it over with, I'll go a certain direction. If I would rather kind of like ease and have more gradual uphill, then I'll go a different way. So that's kind of how I, how I pick it. The hills is kind of like the deciding factor. And then the second deciding factor is the, um, surface. So that's how I've been picking lately. Um, Catherine Ames says, Oh, hi. I thought the weekend was off. Glad to see you. Well, uh, glad to see you too. I'm trying to still keep the weekend ones. You know, you know, we've been talking a lot about lately about like, you know, what does this look like going forward? Like once work resumes, I was talking at a, so a very far social distance, probably 10 feet away from my father-in-law today. I haven't talked to him in a while. So it's nice to talk to him. But, um, he was asking me like what I think I'll go back to work. And I'm like, I don't know. I can't imagine when a courthouse will be open for a civil jury trial. Like um, some of the cases that I work on are pretty awesome. Um, they could be about, uh, you know, pharmaceutical patents. They could be about um, some of the cases that I worked on were the Chicago Police Code of Silence cases that we worked on, which are difficult legal cases to kind of work on um, from a legal, very interesting legally. Um, but then there's also a lot of medical malpractice ones, which are hard too, um, where, uh, we're dealing with birth injuries, um, and other misdiagnoses, but we also work on, you know, fender benders, trip and falls and everything in between. Um, and so I'm trying to give a lot of those not as exciting ones to me, um, to my newer people. So that way they can cut their teeth on them and it's exciting to them because it's a trial, it's new stuff. And I'm just like trying to think of like, you know, anyone that has a pretty good case right now, like in the civil system is probably going to find a way to settle it. Um, anyone that has a really bad case, like a case that's probably not going to win, um, are those are the trials that are going to go first. I have a feeling. 
And like, I just have a feeling like the first trial that is going to come back is going to be like a really like, not silly. The cases aren't silly, but, um, in the grand scheme of things, it will seem a, a little bit, um, just off kilter or like, you know, like out of perspective, if it's like a trip and fall, fender bender, um, a small motor vehicle accident, property damage kind of case, like you're really going to get like 90 people in a room for jury selection and then put 14 people in a, in a jury box and in a tiny jury room for like four or five days for that. It just seems like, I don't know. So I don't think there'll be any work anytime soon. So I think they'll still have live stream. That was a long way of getting around to live streams. I still think there'll be a lot of live streams still pretty soon. But, you know, I'm trying to think of like, you know, if I have to taper it back, do I make it only weekends? Do I take it off on the weekends? I'm not sure. But for now, every day, try to do every day, 3 p.m. on YouTube. And I thank everyone for showing up and listening to my rambles, like especially when I just go off like that. Um, all right. So uh, I saw some questions about um, I saw Sicilian pizza, JC. <laughs> Says Sicilian style pizza. If you say Sicilian style pizza a couple more times, I'll I'll, I'll appear in the background. Um, Steve Arnberg says, I think my form is okay, but my cadence is in the low 170s. Is it worth pushing to 180 or not sweat it? And I see there's been also a lot of kind of comments back and forth. So hopefully I'm not um, repeating stuff because I haven't read all those responses yet. But in terms of um, what my thoughts on it, Steve, I think that one, I think it depends on your height. So one of the things that I've seen is Andy, FOD runner, has been talking a lot about cadence and how he just can't get to 180 beats per minute, even though he's a marvelously fast runner and he's been working so hard and working so hard on lots of little things to get even faster and to prove even further. It's been amazing to see. Uh, his transformation has happened so rapidly. Um, but he's a taller runner. And so the legs just aren't going to turn over that quickly. So that might be one thing to think about. Um, the other thing to think about is like my personal think about thing of it is I think that your cadence will get to 180 when your body is ready to get to 180. So like I feel like trying to make your um, cadence 180 won't make you faster. Being faster will make you get to a cadence of 180, if that makes sense. So I think it's kind of like you're putting the cart before the horse, in my opinion. I know lots of coaches lots of form coaches will disagree with me um wholeheartedly on that and i'm not a coach and they are but i i just i feel like if you get stronger those things will kind of fall into place uh, mark rainey says older topic omaha nebraska to council bluffs iowa has a beautiful pedestrian only bridge fun to run if anyone goes to vivid warren buffett oh boy that sounds awesome i did not know that um the trivia tuesday this week was the topic of iowa running and I, I found I wanted to get I felt like Omaha is close enough to Iowa that I wanted to get a Warren Buffett question in there. So that's where Mark's comment is coming from. I love it. Um, but I didn't know that there was a pedestrian bridge. That's so cool. Um, I don't know when I'll be over there ever. But, you know, I mean, hey, I mean, if anyone knows anyone that's uh, involved in like the Berkshire Hathaway annual shareholders meeting, you know, or if anyone knows anyone at Brooks, I would love to be like a guest speaker at like the Berkshire Hathaway or be at like a Berkshire Hathaway shareholders meeting and a Brooks booth that sign me up for that. I'll go, I'll be there. That, that would be awesome. I would love to attend. <laughs> Maybe I just need to buy shares and then I can go as a shareholder. Maybe that's the real answer. I don't, I don't know how one goes about buying shares of things like that, to be honest. Um, 
Bert Legas says, recently my heart rate to run 530 per kilometer dropped from 160s to 140s. Don't know what caused it, mileage or the hills I ran last week's. You know, I would say probably both. You're getting stronger. That's what it sounds like to me. Awesome. Um, Mixed Up Messed Up says, you can get a replacement rubber seal for the AeroPress. I didn't know that. I'm going to have to look. I'll look into that for sure because I don't know that that's what it is, but I feel like maybe it is. But at that point, it's like, should I just get another one? But that's a very, like, planned obsolescence, like, consumerist kind of way of looking at it, right? Maybe I'll I'll look into the, the replacement rubber seal. Um, Martha says, tomorrow's her birthday. Flag day, awesome. One more year and I hit a new, even easier age division. Well, happy. Well, I'm sure I'll see you tomorrow in the live stream, but in case I don't, happy birthday, Martha. Awesome. Um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, like right now, at, at, like at this point, I'm 40. I just turned 40. And so, not just turned 40, I bet I've been 40 for a little bit, but I'm 40 now. And so, like, I'm realizing that now with running, like, the only thing I look forward to is getting into an easier age group or like, when do I hit the different age group? Primarily when I'm in, in when am I going to be in the new or the, at the young part of a new age group? I look forward to that. It's kind of like the only thing that I'm looking forward to in terms of aging at this point. Maybe that's, uh, maybe that's an overreaction in order or an overstatement, but Martha, I definitely hear you on that. Cause once, once steeplechase races come back, I'm going to have to try to, I'm going to try and find a way to enter one. Like, I wonder if, like, if we're, if I'm trying to get into a master's, like, AAU track meet steeplechase event, like, are they going to be like, have you done this before? I'm, I'm going to have to lie probably, right? And be like, oh, yeah, it's been a while, like, since I was in college, but yeah, right? Because someone was asking earlier in the comments, I don't remember who it was, if I'd ever review a track spike. When it comes time for me to, to finally sign up for that steeplechase race that I, it's like a bucket list item for me right now is to do a steeplechase, like not just to run a steeplechase, but to race and compete in a steeplechase, then I will get some track spikes and I will review them. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, Yazdan Tim says, hey, buddy, could you recommend a good everyday sneaker in the 70 euro range? Or you'd say, wait a bit and stretch my limit and get the Peg 37 or Peg Turbo Shield. Um, I don't, what's 70 euros dollars wise? Is that like a, that's not a hundred bucks, is it? So we're looking at under a hundred bucks. Um, I think a good everyday sneaker, mm, a good everyday sneaker under, I would think that you could definitely get the Peg 36 at that price now. You could get, you could probably find some colors of the Ultra Boost 20. You probably find some of the Solar Boost 19. Beacon 2, can you get at that price? I'm not sure if you get the Beacon 2 at that price. Maybe you could get some Clifton 6s. What about the Skechers Go Run Ride 8? That might be in, the, the, in that range. Those are some that like kind of come to mind, I would say. Um, hmm, trying to think of what else you can get at that. It's a good question. But I think maybe that gives you some ideas. Um, I haven't run enough in the peg 37 to really say if it's worth it at the full price for me, it always is. Cause I'm, I'm a Pegasus fan and I like having the newest one. Um, and I like it. Um, so like I would go for the new one, but for someone that's trying to save a couple of bucks, um, is it that much worth it more over the 36? Uh, I'm still leaning towards. Yeah. 
But if you need a pair of shoes now and you're looking at 70 euros, I don't know if you can get the PEG 36 at that price. Maybe you could, maybe not. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, Johannes Richter says, how are you? Two questions. One, are there any restrictions on travel in the U.S. because of COVID? And I guess two is, were you quarantined after coming over from Chicago? So there are not restrictions on travel. If you're traveling, I think that, I mean, if you're traveling by air, that's one thing. But if I don't know if there's, I mean, no one really travels by rail here in the U.S. I mean, that still exists, but it's not really a very common thing. And there is still interstate bus travel. I have no idea what's going on with Greyhounds. Um, but uh, as far as like traveling by car, there aren't restrictions. And so uh, one of the things that we value very highly in the U.S. is making sure that there are no encumbrances in terms of traveling between the states. Um, and so like a lot of laws might get stricken down as being unconstitutional because they imp improperly or unduly impinge on the free movement in between the states. So like that's a very big thing. So like if there were that's why even the discussions uh, that a lot of governors were having like two months ago about whether you shut your state down, like let's say you're New Jersey and you're next to New York that has the like, largest cluster of cases. Can you like do you shut that border down? Can you shut that border down? I think that there would be su substantial constitutional issues in trying to do that. That being said, state of emergency, this kinds of pan pandemic some of those constitutional issues kind of make way for that. So it's an interesting legal question, but there aren't any restrictions as far as I'm aware of. Um, number two, was I quarantined? No, we weren't. So um, in fact, the neighbors came over and wanted to hang out. And so we were like, can you, we, we're gonna try not to be rude. We, we can't wait to hang out with you guys, but um, you just came from Chicago and we're trying to keep our distance. So uh, we voluntarily did that and um, uh, I think the only contacts that I had were um, I returned a car because we rented a car to come over here, but we were able to do that contactless because like the the location was closed for the day, and I just did the overnight drop off in like that lockbox thing that Hertz has. Uh, but I did have to go to the gas station to fill gas, so I did that. Um, but I didn't, I wasn't near anybody, and then we haven't gone to the grocery store since we've been here. We haven't done anything so we've just been kind of quarantining ourselves while here i'm still going outside and running i've seen people a handful of people but staying very far at social distancing i've seen two other runners since i've been out here the whole time i've seen more eagles than other runners but we've been we've been kind of quarantining ourselves um tony Massia says let's go back and run tunnel in september if any race has a chance of being held i think the remote area no spectators and small numbers are all in its favor um, I, I don't know that I feel comfortable traveling to Seattle in or outside to, of Seattle in September, but that's, that would, that sounds fantastic because I've been doing a lot of downhill running because I go uphill and downhill. Um, and it's just been so, so pleasant to do like some, like there's some graduate, the way I like to run it is I like to do the steep incline. And then if I do the loop, then the, the decline is gradual. And I've been really enjoying that. It reminds me of tunnel marathon every time I do it. And I'm just like, ah. Oh. I, I can't wait to run that race again. Um, oh, Johannes Richter, here's a second question. Where'd it go? It just popped over. Um, so question two, I am 33. Supposing I try out math training approach. Should I run at 147? I should run at 147, right? But my pace at the HR would be around 430 minutes per kilometer, around seven minutes per mile, which is not at all slow for me. 
Um, it's almost marathon pace. Am I misunderstanding something? Um, I would say that uh, if your 147 puts you at seven minutes per mile, that's pretty good. Um, I, I'm not sure like how much I would, I would say you're at the point where kind of I feel like I am at, where if I run at my math number, which I've put at 145, because uh, I've done, I'm 40, so I go to 140, and then I've added five because I've been able to run for several years without injury or major illness, uh, or, or illness. Although I did get sick like two winters ago, or one winter, was it one winter ago? I don't remember. Um, but anyway, I, I use 145. Um, and that pace for me these days has been under 820, which uh, is a lot slower than my goal marathon pace. Um, but it also f sometimes feels like, oh, I don't want to run that hard today for an easy run. And so I back off. And so a lot of times I'll run at 140, sometimes 135 for the average. I think I came in at one run and that I averaged like nine minutes per mile for the run when I was back here at like 132 beats per minute. So a lot under. So I think that you can do that and you can go under if you want to make your easy runs feel easy and match your heart rate. Um, the other thing to think about, if at 147 you're running um, seven minutes per mile, um, is that you may want to get a, um, like a VO2 max test where you get, or like a, a max heart rate test, like a lab test. So you can then see from there like what, and, and more specifically calibrate what your low heart rate pace might be because maybe it might be by using that general formula it gives you kind of a, a weird number but if you get a test and say oh, okay well my low heart rate pace should be um you know maybe closer to like 140 or 135 then it might feel a little bit easier so that's something to think about but like that 147 number isn't necessarily sh at the beginning shouldn't well at the beginning it normally for most people feels super super uh limiting it should feel super slow so like you're like the first person that i met that's like my math number seems fast so you're it's a little bit unusual um jeff lanigan says being from chicago what do you would you consider windy for a run anything 20 miles per hour plus i don't look forward to um yeah i, I think like anything anytime you're over like 14 15 miles per hour that's when i would feel like i really notice it uh but it also is kind of like it's also misleading too because like sometimes when they say like i know when they say like oh with 15 mile per hour winds today that's supposed to mean like a sustained wind but like i don't know how they define sustained winds because in chicago when i think about windy i think about like the gusts are really just strong and then sometimes it'll just feel like you're just getting pushed on and that might feel constant um but the gusts are what are really like the punch in the face or the punch in this in the gut is what I feel. So I'd say about 14 or 15 miles per hour is once I start when I'll start really noticing it. That being said, I'll notice it when I'm out here because like when I'm running and I mentioned that like it's kind of like I run onto a plateau and then I run up it and then I gradually run down it. When I'm on like the top, it's more like a ridge and I could just feel the wind because it's just a wide open space. I feel like the wind comes in from really far out. And I notice it a lot there. It doesn't like, it's not demoralizing like winds can be in Chicago, but I definitely notice it, I think at a much lighter pace. So I think it's all relative and it's kind of situational, but yeah. Martha says, windy is nice when it's a tailwind, for sure. You know what's weird is in Chicago, I always feel like 
Chicago is a place where I can, with a straight face, tell people that on my out and back, I had a headwind both ways. Um, and I'm not doing like a, you know, when we were younger, we walked to school and it was uphill both ways. I do feel like in Chicago, sometimes the wind whips around and uh, it's a headwind both ways, but it's never a tailwind both ways. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, Georgia Missy says, by the way, I think the Hella Goods running streak is around 1,100 days. That's insane. That's years and years. Crazy. Awesome. Um, let's see. What else we got here? MJM, Happy Joe's Taco Pizza with delicious sour cream, FTW. That is that is good. I, always, I forgot about that. That it also gets served with um, little squeeze packets of sour cream. That's amazing. Yeah. Very cool. Nathan Zen's here. He says, just made it in. Good to see you. Sorry, I'm a little bit behind on some of the comments today. So um, that's why I'm there. Give me one second here. What else we got here? Um, Peter Swanda says, massage guns for recovery. Thoughts? I don't have them. I don't really. They kind of scare me a little bit. Um, because I'm worried, I'm always worried with any massage tool that I'm going to do more harm than good. And so, uh, that's why like, even like foam rolling, I'm very nervous about it. And even deep tissue massage, I get nervous about that too. Um, because I just, I'm worried that I'm going to work something like get in there and work something that just needs to be left alone and then make it worse. That's always my big fear. So like it's, it reminds me of like the first time I tried to like clean a sidewalk. Um, I tried to clean a sidewalk with a hose and I put my thumb in it to like, you know, make sure kind of like do a power washer effect in it. And then like, I kept doing that and kept doing that. And the next thing I realized like, Oh, I just washed out all the sand grout that was in between the pavers. Whoops. I shouldn't have done that. And then like another time it reminds me of like when I was, and this was when I was young and I was, when I was younger, um, and I like raked leaves for the first time. I'm, I'm not much of like a home maintenance kind of person. I don't know how to do these things. Uh, but growing up, I might've been in like the fifth grade. And the first time I remember trying to like rake leaves, I remember like being so like trying to be so meticulous about it that after a while I noticed that I'd gotten all the leaves, but I also like raked the grass, like a little bit bare. So like those like kind of experiences, like make me like very hesitant to like I would rather like let something fall apart from not messing with it enough than I would like to have like to try and get in there and fix something. That's like always like a fear of mine. So, um, yeah. So I don't like massage guns. I know lots of people swear by them. I used one recently, I guess not that recently now. It was after the Chicago Marathon. So I had ran with Nike and we had lots of help throughout the training, preparing for it, a lot of race day support. And then the following day we had, it was awesome. Um, Ocho System, um, uh, Joe Holder uh, led a uh, recovery, it was kind of like a yoga, uh, but like a recovery session. Um, and that was a real treat. And also we had like just foam rollers and massage guns and anything else that we wanted to have. Um, and I used one there and I was like, this is all right. This is pretty cool. I like this thing. Um, but I don't know that I would, would buy one. Um, people have offered to send them to me, like, um, kind of a lot, like how I, um, started reviewing earbuds. It would be like these brands that I've never heard of from China that are selling stuff on Amazon will reach out to me and be like, Hey, you want to try one of these? 
And I was tempted, but I'm like, ah, I, I don't know. I just feel like I'm going to end up um, like fracturing my fibula or like um, dislocating a, a ligament or a tendon somehow. I know that's probably not going to happen, but that's just, I, I, I just kind of let things be um, a lot of times. I'm very good at close my eyes and hope it goes away. Um, that's like my natural default response to a lot of like injuries and niggles and like, like those kinds of things. So, yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Eric Alexander says, Hey, where I work, I pretty much walk all day on concrete floor. What shoe can you recommend? Um, I do like the Nova Blast. We were talking about that. It's a super squishy shoe. I love that for it. Um, I would look for the old ultra boosts, the older ones. These days, they, the only time you can really find them is when they have like, uh, like they made a Game of Thrones edition. They made some Star Wars editions of it, like the older Ultra Boosts. I love those for walking around and being on your feet a lot. Those are great. Um, what else would I really enjoy? Bondi 6, for sure, would be another good one that I would like to be in on my feet all day. I also really like the Ultra Escalante. That Ultra Eagle Foam felt really good to walk around in. It's a zero drop shoe, so it's a little bit different um, compared to other shoes in terms of the feel, but that one, I could definitely be in that one on my feet all day, for sure. Um, Burke Rugard says, hey, Kofuzi, greeting from Denmark. Awesome. I've watched your running videos in about one year now, and I got to say, you're really motivating me to get out on the road to run, and I really improved my form. Awesome. That's great. Thanks so much for watching, and thanks for tuning in from Denmark. That's so cool. Um, that's great. For about a year, I've been running. That's fantastic. Thanks for letting me know that, and happy running out there. Hope you guys are staying safe. Um, let's see. <laughs> Byron Creative says, Yo, you look hella young to be 40 and mind blown emoji. Well, thank you very much. Um, I think well, part of that's the Asian thing. You know, it's hard to tell like how old we are. Um, it is, uh, it was a curse until about my like late twenties. Cause like growing up, you always felt like everyone was like, how old are you? You look like you're five. You know, and like when I was trying to like uh, be old enough to go to bars and stuff like that, everyone was like, no one's going to believe that you're anywhere near old enough to be in this bar, even when I was. So like that was always hard. Um, and then like once I got into like the working world, everyone was like, Who am, why am I going to take advice from this guy? Because he looks like he's like just graduated high school. So eh, I went from being like, oh, you look like way too young for your age to I guess now I look middle aged, but. You know, I'm feeling good. I feel like running keeps you young as well. So um, Scott Martin says, when I turned 40, I said, great, easier age group. And forgot most of the fast twos my age are still my age. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, that might, it just means that you might not still get a podium, but uh, it does. you're still in an easier age group in terms of like Boston qualifying times or qualifying times for other races. So um, you got at least you got that. And Giorgio Missidi says, you have a lot of Italian fans, for example, me. It's probably because you always talk about pizza. Well, I mean, any, yeah, I think it's a match made in heaven then because I, I just love pizza. I, I really have like very quite conditioned to it as well. It's like Pav, it's, it's near Pavlovian. Like if I see, and already I'm hungry, but if I see a picture of pizza or even a pizza emoji like on my phone or online, I will think, oh, I want, I want pizza now. So that's... That's where I'm at. <laughs> um, Super Schmaltz telling me, saying, BTW, pandemic is over on Broadway. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, on Broadway, on that street that's very near where I live in Chicago, they closed down the street. And um, they made it so that way cars no longer be on the street and it's open for uh, restaurants to have more uh, open-air seating. But um, that, made, that made me very excited, very disappointed that it didn't happen until after I left. But also I was thinking, like, I don't know, I was messaging um, – the cause coach, a friend of mine on Instagram who also runs in the neighborhood. And I was like, this looks awesome, but it also looks terrifying because then it's just going to bring everyone from everywhere else in the city to the neighborhood and thinking that like, oh, it's cool. Bars are open. Let's drink a lot. And then uh, how am I going to like get me and my daughter to like anywhere through the area that we normally need to walk? Because I, I, I don't know that I would want to go over in that area. So... Super Smoltz, I hope you're staying safe. I hope it stays safe over there. Um, let's see. What do we else we got here? Um, Burke regards says, can you recommend the Jabra Elite 65T Active? I don't have experience in the active versions, but I have experience with the Jabra Elite 65T, and it was my favorite pair of earbuds until the Jabra Elite 75T, and then that became my favorite pair of earbuds. Although... I have to see. I left them in Chicago, so I'm giving them a little bit of a break. But I was having some difficulty with them lately, and I don't know if all the sweat, because it's not an active version, if the sweat was starting to like interfere with their ability to perform. So um, this year, maybe I will pick up the active version just to test that out to see if that lasts me any longer. But then again, like I ran in those hard. I ran in those a lot. Um, I think you should probably be able to get more than a year out of them, but I got about a year out of mine, I think. Um, so, uh, let's see. Manuel Juarez says, I'm 63. You've been running for 50 years. That's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. That's great. Um, MJM says, Hey, the older the age group, the harder it gets, not easier. Those of us still going are consistent daily runners with some giddy up left. Awesome. Very cool. <laughs> Mark Raphael is coming in from St. Louis, Missouri. Awesome. Good to see you. Uh, and the cave for vacation series says, yeet, I'm late. That's all right. Good to see you here. And we've been going long. I got to get going here, though, because um, that pizza dough isn't going to make itself. So uh, I got to do that. Let's find one more comment to talk about. Um, let's see. What else we got here? Uh, let's talk about this last one, and we'll end here. Um Jeff Flanagan says, I bought the 65T Active about two years ago and I'm still using them daily. So that's pretty cool. So maybe I will pick up, is the 75T Active out? Is it, did they make that? I'm not sure. So I will check on that. And if they do make it, I think I'll probably pick them up just to test it out, um, give it a, a long-term review and see how that goes. Because I've been running in the Powerbeats Pro um, because it has the ear loop because things have been getting a little bit warmer and sweaty but i still have like the connection and charging issues with that set of earbuds so i'm still occasionally running with the airpods pro as well so those are the two sets of earbuds that i brought with me to iowa so we'll see how that goes all right um yeah and uh so that'll be coming up soon i guess i did also just buy like a whole bunch of shoes so some fun stuff coming in the pipeline and the hat tip thanks to martha because she mentioned yesterday on the phone in Friday that um, running warehouse 
is uh, taking pre-orders from the Zero Pro. So I got my pre-order in. So I think you guys should all do that too if you're interested in that. But it's still not coming out till like July something, I think. But at least I got my pre-order in. So we'll see how that goes. All right, I think that's a good place to leave it for today. Um, thanks everyone for tuning in. Thank you so much. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow on YouTube, 3 p.m. for the next live stream. There will be a video tomorrow. These two shoes are gonna go head to head the Razor 3 and the New Balance Fuel Cell Rebel. So that video will be also up tomorrow. Um, so uh, yeah, hope you guys are safe, safe out there on your runs and I will see you guys in the next one. Thanks everybody.